Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. This week, we're talking about trial separation, having a post-breakup makeover, and asking for a pay rise. Our first question this week, dear Viv, is trial separation actually a thing that works? I've been in a relationship for eight years now, and I feel like we're sleepwalking towards being together for life. I don't know if this is what I want, but I don't know that I don't want it either. Oh dear, this sounds horribly confusing just reading these few lines of your letter. Um, You don't know if this is what you want, but you don't know that you don't want it either. Even if you did want it, maybe you wouldn't know that you wanted it, or maybe you do want to want it, but you don't actually want it. It's exhausting. Um, I've got an eight years of this as well. I think what you're really asking is not, shall we have a trial separation after our eight-year relationship? And by the way, I can't answer that question. Only you and your partner can. And I would suggest that it's a decision that has to be taken jointly. The question you're really asking is this, how can I know my own mind in a complicated situation? And that is something we could all do with knowing the answer to. Let me look at trial separation first. I will be honest and clear. In my experience, trial separation is usually a euphemism closely related to what Gwyneth Paltrow called conscious uncoupling. In normal person speak, it's basically an amicable divorce. And if the relationship is going to end, who wouldn't want the ending to be amicable? So when people do this, what they're often aiming for is to be thinking, I want this to end, but as unmessily as possible but at least they know that they want an ending when this happens. And I'm sensing that you're not even sure that you want an ending. As previously discussed, you want to know what you want. You give one very important clue here, the sleepwalking thing. This is very evocative. What do you mean by this? Maybe this is the key to understanding your own feelings a bit better and knowing what you want. Usually when people talk about sleepwalking towards a future, it implies a level of denial or things that aren't being talked about or ignoring things or a sort of willful blindness. There's nothing wrong with a bit of all of those things, by the way, and a small healthy dose of them can keep a relationship together. God knows what my husband is like. He has to be willfully blind to what a nutter I can be at times, and I thank him for that. 
Have you talked to your partner about this feeling of sleepwalking towards the future? What you feel here, I think, is that something is being ignored and not talked about. That's what we usually talk about when we talk about this sleepwalking idea. If you can't break through that with a conversation and get an answer, I think it's going to be too frustrating for you to stay in this relationship. But if you can break through that, then your answer as to whether to stay or go is going to come quickly enough. One of you might say something that surprises you both in a good way or a bad way. So remove the words trial separation from the conversation here, I think. It's a solution, but not a very good one, in my view. And it's one that you might not even need, because I think you should be able to work out whether you can stay together or break up. Talk about the sleepwalking instead of talking about trial separation. Eight years is a long time to throw away, but one hour is too much time to stay in a relationship that isn't working anymore. How do you know what you want? Talk, listen, talk some more, listen some more. Then go somewhere very quiet on your own and listen to what your heart is telling you. I know this sounds like hippie bullshit, but it's all we have, I'm afraid. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, can I have a post-breakup makeover or is that a massive cliché? Hello, why are you even asking this question? What is wrong with you? Just go and have the makeover, for God's sake. In the time it's taken for you to think about this question, write this question on social media, which is how I think it came in. I'm just guessing all the questions come to me anonymously and I don't get to know how they came in. Um, And the time it took for me to actually answer this question and picture you, I'm sure you're very attractive, by the way, and don't need a makeover at all, but who doesn't need a makeover? Really, anyway, in the time it's taken for all of these things to happen, you could have had 10 makeovers. So I'm cross that you've asked, but I will get over my anger. Uh, What makes me so angry is how many people value themselves so little that they think that A, doing something nice for themselves like a makeover is a big deal. It isn't. It's just a nice thing to do for yourself. So just do it already. And B, they are worried that by doing something nice for themselves, they will have bought into some kind of cliche. So please just go and have the makeover already. Who says you have to live your life with total originality and never do anything that anyone else has ever done before? Who says that indulging in a bit of cliched behaviour now and again is wrong? All it is is human. Clichés are clichés for a reason. It's the same with stereotypes. They exist because they reveal fundamental truths that never change. When you break up with someone, you feel a bit shit about yourself and you want to try and feel better. How is that a cliché? It's just human behaviour. How have we become so jaded and so postmodern and so detached from our essential human idiot selves that we think it might somehow be self-indulgent and embarrassing to do something nice for ourselves? Please, please be kind to yourself and have the makeover. I want to say to everyone with this, not just the questioner, but everyone, stop this silliness and just do whatever you want and need to do now to feel better about yourself like properly better, not just stick your head in the sand and drink four bottles of wine better, but hold your head up high better. Go and do that thing now. A quick note about money, though, in case that is what this is really about, i.e. you're stopping yourself from spending money on a makeover by saying, I don't deserve this and anyway, it's a cliche. You do not have to spend money on a makeover. That is why department stores were invented. You need to book in with a department store beauty counter for a half hour makeover While you're having your amazing makeover, which you should be able to book for free, otherwise don't bother, I say, 
make notes and take pictures on your phone of all the products and of your face. At the end, say, thank you so much. I need a couple of days to go away and think about which products I really want to invest in. And then you can go back if you want to, or you can never go again. It's totally up to you. You are allowed to do this. Now go. I don't want to hear from you ever again. If you did write in via social media and you're prepared to waive your anonymity, please send us a post makeover selfie. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, I need a pay rise. How do I make it happen? I hate asking for things. This is my favourite question ever. This is really the only question in the whole world really worth asking. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to answer it. The only other question worth talking about is, what do I want? But this is the next step after that. How do I ask for what I want? I'm going to take this in a very general sense because we all want to pay rise. Who doesn't? But we also all want lots of other things as well. So this is a really, really important question. How to ask for things. The good thing about you, dear aspiring pay rise recipient, is that you already know what you want, and that is more than most people know. I want you to get really specific, though. This is really important. Are you sure that you want a pay rise? Why do you want a pay rise? Do you want money, or do you want more recognition at work? Because those two things are not the same thing. What will you do if your boss says, I can't give you a pay rise, but I can give you a promotion and a very large business card that says Senior Executive Superintendent Great One. Will that do instead? You would be surprised how many people would take the title and the business card instead of a thousand pounds. Personally, I would happily have my title changed to Chief Idiot and no business card at all and take the thousand pounds. But it's all about what kind of person you are. There's no right answer. Some people want recognition and praise. Others want freedom and the opportunity to create. Spoiler alert, this is what the chief idiot wants more than a thousand pounds. Others measure their worth by money. Others just want to be earning precisely 5% more than the person sitting next to them. So you see now why this is such a good question because it's much more complicated than it seems. But once you have worked out in very precise, specific terms what it is that you want, then you can find a way to ask for it. If you want money, then you need to go to the person who makes that decision, who may not be the same person as the person who would make the business card decision, for example. And you need to say, I have made some calculations. You need to make a business case for a pay rise. Say, you found out a rival company pays someone in a similar role £10,000 more. Your old company has invited you back and will pay you £10,000 more. You brought X hundred thousands of pounds worth to the business last year. Or you increased productivity by X percent. You don't need to make up these things, by the way. You should do your research and make them real. But in short, you need some evidence for the pay rise. Don't think about asking for something. Think about presenting evidence and letting the person make up their own mind. It's very easy to say no to the question, can I have more money? No. (laughs) It's not easy to say no to evidence. More importantly, though, look at the last bit of your question. I hate asking for things. Why? Why do you hate asking for things? I personally hate people who don't ask for things because if they don't let me know what they want by asking for it, then I have no idea what they want and I don't know where I stand with them. 
Knowing what you want and being able to let other people know about that is the greatest gift in the world. If we were all able to do that, there would be no more business meetings where people spend hours being too embarrassed or shifty to ask for what they want. And other people spend hours scrutinising other people's words and faces trying to work out what they want. So the whole business of not asking for what you want and being afraid to ask, just wasting so much time and energy. There is nothing wrong with asking for what you want. Expecting to get it, though, that is another thing. (laughs) In order to get it, I would say, present evidence, make a case, think of alternative solutions, bargain, negotiate. Warning, once you discover these things, you may find out to your extreme shock that it's actually very fun to do this and to ask for these things and to try to get what you want. Final important piece of information for pay rises and for all things in life. Sometimes when people say no, they don't actually mean no. They mean just not now. No hardly ever means no in the context of a pay rise. Ask and ye shall receive at some point. Good luck. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get these podcasts automatically saved to your scrapbook every single week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 